0: Father, we thank you today. We thank you today for your blessings in our life. The greatest blessing that we could ever have is your presence. Because it's your, in your presence is fullness of joy. Thank you today for Jesus, the author of our salvation, the one who came and took our sins on the cross and paid the price, that we could be restored to relationship with you, Father. Thank you today for your faithfulness. Thank you today for your peace. We love you. We're so grateful for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can you put your hands together? Let's, let's just clap for the Lord this morning. Praise Him. Hey, before you're seated, greet at least two or three people. Look around and say, hey, man, it's good to see you at church this morning. And. Uh, we're family. Those of you joining us online today, we're so glad that you have logged in for church online, whatever city, state, country you're in. We're so glad that you're joining us. You're part of our family. Hey, please go ahead and in the comments section let us know where you're at, what are you up to, who you are. Our online team would love to greet you, acknowledge you. Again, we just thank you, thankful for you joining us online today. Well, it's good to be with you this morning, and as uh, uh, a lot of a lot of things are happening at Mountain Park Church, we got. Uh, 75 people that are in Mexico right now that uh, yeah, Thursday I had the honor of coming early in the morning 6.30, 14 vehicles off they went and uh, and so I was a little nervous this morning going, I wonder who's going to show up for church. You know, 75 is a big chunk, but it's pretty good this morning. I love it. And then we had 80 couples, I mean, 80 people, 40 couples go through a two day marriage intensive, the art of marriage. And I think we've got some photos we're going to put up, and some of the couples are here. And Greg and Peggy and Mo and Wendy did a phenomenal job hosting with the Marriage Monday team. And uh, hey, I want to make sure that uh, I'm going to tell you something that. Uh, couples, you need to go through this. We're going to do, uh, I think, two or three of these next year. You've got to go through these. Uh, Every couple that went through it were just, this is good. We needed this. The content was amazing. And uh, you know what, because I don't know if you know this, but in our tookie, the divorce rate is 75%. So, there's a lot of people that don't know how to do marriage, trying to do marriage. And so, the best place to learn how to do marriage is the Word of God. And so, marriage is orchestrated. It's God that brought it. God knows, uh, uh, you know, I was telling the, the team, yes, the, the, at the end, I closed it. I said, you know, Matthew, I believe it's Matthew 19, it says, two shall become one. And I said, only God can do that. Only God can make two. Husband and wife, become one. And so, and I want to encourage you next year to to check that out. Hey, ladies, uh, make sure that you sign up today in the lobby. There's a beautiful decorated uh, table with china and Christmas goodies. Our ladies tea is coming up in December. And here's the deal. We have limited spots. Unfortunately, it's not like our breakfast that just anybody, there's limited spots. Uh, you gotta sign up. It's gonna go on our website this week, but there is a QR code and a team after service that will meet with you, to uh, tell you how to sign up. And uh, if you wanna sponsor a table and bring friends, you can host your own table. And so uh, I'm super excited. It's going to be a, be a really great, great event. Uh, then uh, Shepherd, Sun- shepherd Sunday is coming up. If you are uh, training on how to shepherd a group, November the 20th, after the second service, if you're a leader that leads a group or you want to lead a group, you've got to go to this training. Next January, we're coming out with the bang. We're going to be doing an all-church 10-week series. I'm so excited about this. Going to share a lot more about this. But we're looking for leaders. And if you are, leader, we're looking for you to get trained. you got to go through this training. It's November the 20th. And then some good news, and I'm really excited about this one, because many of you have been praying. Uh, Nash got a liver this weekend. So uh, we have a photo of the family, uh, Preston, Kendall, there's Nash on the left. Uh, they, want, they just wanted me to express their gratitude to all of you for praying with them. This has been a hard couple of months with this family uh, they've really been through it, but uh, the surgery it was a long surgery. It was successful. Now, now pray for recovery as as Nash goes through this. But he's already—I've seen some videos. He's really doing doing really good. And so God answers prayer. Amen. That's all I want to say. God answers prayer. He's a good God. And so so grateful. Uh, so grateful to to get that good news. Well, uh, this next four weeks, we're launching a new series: gratitude, practicing thanksgiving. You know, I think uh, we live in a world right now that is running 100 miles an hour, everybody's got an opinion, there's tension, I mean, how many, how many of you are glad that this Tuesday that like, gets done? I mean, I'm like, no more ads on this one and that one and this one hates that one. I'm just like, I'm changing channels. Can i just get off that, man. I'm like, you know, I'm just praying for peace and so let's get done and let's move on. It's Thanksgiving in a couple of weeks, y'all. I mean, come on. And, and my daughter's already saying, Daddy, how many days to Christmas? How many days to Christmas? I'm like, we need to get those countdown things on the wall. We need to order that from Amazon and just, you know, so she can go and figure it out. But she's excited. This is a good time of the season. I think... You know, Cindy and I this week we were processing that last year this time we were in Palm Desert and I was interviewing with the pastoral search team and the board and and you know and yeah we are you know we get to share our first holiday season with you, our family, our church family we're, we're so grateful for that and we're thankful for that and And that, you know, and and we were thinking like, should we go away for Christmas and that week? And we're like, no, we want to spend our first Christmas year with our community and our family and our neighbors. And and it's just, we're just thankful to God. You know, this series, we're going to look at four areas, the four weeks, four different areas that I want us to stop, evaluate, and then practice Thanksgiving. Because sometimes, you know, we, we just can get so busy. You know, thanksgiving is so important. Zig Ziglar says this, out of all the attitudes we can acquire, surely the attitude of gratitude is the most important and by far the most life-changing. You know, it's so true. The more you express thankfulness, the more there's thanksgiving in your life, the more you're expressing gratitude. You know what? It changes your perspective on things. It makes you appreciate value. Makes you realize that, man, you can encourage others. You know, it's so interesting that I can see that in just just life. People are so busy. People don't take time to stop. Just say thank you. You know, the definition for, for Thanksgiving in Webster's Dictionary says this, it's public acknowledgement or celebration of divine goodness. It's the act of giving. It's an action. It's words. It's an expression of giving thanks. It's a prayer expressing our gratitude. In week one, we're going to talk today about thanksgiving to God. I think there's no one that deserves thanks more than God. God deserves. He's done so much for us. Yes. We sang about it. Your goodness is running to me. You know, God, God wants to bless our lives. He, he cares so much about us. We're going to look today at a great passage in Luke chapter 17. And you've probably heard this passage or maybe you've read it before. In verse 11 of Luke 17, and Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem. And as he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria, uh, as he entered a the village there, 10 lepers stood at the distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It's very interesting. In those times, uh, lepers were not allowed in the city. In fact, they were on the outside of the camp of the city, and a leper, as people approached, would have to shout, Leper, Leper. They had to identify themselves as lepers so that the people would not come close to them. And so, as Jesus is getting ready to enter the village by the gates, there's lepers in the distance, and they've heard the, the talking about this Jesus, and they shout out, Jesus, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I love that. I love that that when we cry out, still today, we cry out to Jesus, He is us. Yes. In fact, He says right here uh, as we continue in verse 14, and He looked at them, He noticed them. You see, when you cry out, He notices: Go and show yourselves to the priest. And they, as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Very important. This was Levitical law in Leviticus chapter 14. If you thought you were healed of leprosy, you would meet the priest outside the city. He would inspect you. You would then go through a washing and a ritual of cleansing, and then you could go back into the community. And so Jesus says, hey, he hears the cry. He he answers them, and he says, now go show yourselves to the priest. So off they go. In verse 15, but one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back. To Jesus shouting, "Praise God!" And then he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And this man was a Samaritan. Interesting. Jesus identifies him. His is a Samaritan. You may say, "Well why is that important? Because the Samaritans, in a sense, were the lowest of the lowest in society. The Jews, in fact, would treat them like dogs. They would call them dogs, the lowest of the lowest. And so Jesus says, this, this one comes and, he, and he, he literally throws himself down and he says, thank you so much for healing you. But listen to what Jesus said in verse 17. And Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? And Jesus like, whoa, whoa, stop. Didn't I heal 10? And we are the other nine. Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner Now, Jesus wasn't trying to label him. Jesus was saying, the one that has come back to me was the one that's been rejected by society, is is called the dog, and the one that should not come back to me is the one that comes back to me and thanks me. Where are the other nine? I mean, this is kind of like a boomer moment on Monday Night Football, you know, like, come on, man. Come on, where are the nine? Weren't there nine others? I mean, think about that for a minute. Think about that. You had leprosy you on the outskirts. Couldn't be with your family. Couldn't be in the community. And then you cry out to Jesus. He hears you cry. He, he heals you of your leprosy. The priest says, you're, you, you're, you're clean. You can come back into the community. Your, your life has been transformed. You don't have to shout, leper, leper anymore. And, and you know what these guys do? They don't come back and say thank you. Only one guy does. I, I don't know about you, but... I get a little irritated. Like, come on. He changed your life. He was so good to you. He went out of his way. Jesus could have just moved on. Hey, I'm on assignment. I need to get into the city. My father has business. He literally stops and addresses these guys. But only one comes back. You know what? So In so many ways, that reflects us as Christians, right? We cry out to God, forgive me for that thing I did. And you know what? He forgives us. God, I'm sorry I said that. He forgives us. God, I need you to help me. I lost my job. And he he gives us a job. God, I need answers. He gives us an answer. And what do we do? When we get what we need, we don't come back to him. It's not the nine. And so I began to think this week about what are the reasons that we don't express thanksgiving so easily. Why is it so hard for us? I want to give you four reasons that I came up with. Number one is we're too focused on ourselves. We're too busy on my dream, my vacation, my car, my job, my house, my life. We're too busy with ourselves. The second one is we're too busy or overcommitted to stop and say thank you. We're just running from this thing to the next thing. I see this a lot at Safeway when I'm in line. <laughs> People are just getting to the register with their goodies, putting it down. And the clerk's like, hey, how are you doing? Hope you're having a great day. They didn't even look up and acknowledge the clerk. They're on their phone, dealing with the kids. You can't have that candy. And then they're, when they're done and they're finished bagging, you just, you just look, get, give me my receipt and walk off to the next thing. Busy, 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 next thing. And it's so funny because I'm the opposite. When I get there, they're like, and I can see them. They're going through the routine. Hey, how was your day? Did you find everything? Yeah, you know, my day was great. How's your day going? And those cashiers look at me like, I don't know what to do next. Not in the training manual. How do I respond to this? I'm like, hey, how's your day going? You doing okay? And they're shocked. Someone's actually noticed me and he's having a conversation with me. And then the the person's finished bagging. I'm like, thank you so much for bagging my grocery. You're awesome. And they just smile and I walk away. All I did was stop. Thank you. How difficult was that? But so often we're so busy running 100 miles an hour on our phones and our devices, we can't even stop to just say thank you. Thank you. The other thing, the third reason I came up with is sometimes, you know what? We just take for granted the blessing in people in our lives. We just take for granted. Hey, we live in the greatest nation on planet earth. We just take it for granted. You know, the people that walk three days to get water. We just open a tap. You know, we're in traffic moaning. There are people that, that don't have cars and gas. This nation's hurting, and, and, and we, we just take it for granted, you know? We're blessed, and, and you know what the saddest thing, I think, for a Christian is, and things we have to watch out for, let's never get comfortable, and let's never get entitled as children of God. God has blessed us. God loves us. We, we should be shouting His praise continually for the things we have. We should stand and say, God, you're amazing. You're a good father. I'm so glad what you're doing in my marriage. I'm so glad what you're doing in my life. I'm so blessed, God, that you watch over me. I'm so glad, Scripture says, when I sleep, you're watching me. When I cry a tear, you're catching my tears. I'm so glad you know the plans you have for me. I'm so glad that I'm not wandering through earth, that I can turn to you, God, and you care about me. Well, you know, we take this for granted. I'm so glad I come to a great church, Mountain Park Church. Sometimes I'm like complaining, well, this and well, that. There's no perfect church. But be grateful for what God has given us. Let's just be grateful. Let's not be entitled. Number four is sometimes we don't express gratitude. You know what? Because we've allowed hurt and disappointment to harden our hearts. Yes. Our hearts are in a mess. So all we do is complain and critique and we can't say anything good. We can't express thanksgiving. When last did you turn to your spouse? You know what? I'm just so glad you're in my life. Besides Jesus, you're the next greatest blessing in my life. I'm so grateful. I know, all the things that are wrong with you, I still love you. You're awesome. (laughs) Verse 16, is so interesting in this passage, and it says this leper that comes back to Jesus, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he did. This this leper comes, the one that shouldn't show up because he's the one rejected by society. He's the one labeled. He's the one who just got his miracle and walked off and said, Hey, I'm glad and let me get out of here. But he comes. And what does he do? It's so interesting. You know what he does? He literally bows his knee and he falls on the ground. And he begins to thank Jesus. There's a posture of his heart. That says as I express, he doesn't come up and say, Jesus, you're the man. Thank you. You know, knuckle high five, NBA style and walk off. No, no, no. He comes and he expresses his thankfulness in bowing his heart and his whole body before Jesus and he says, Thank you, thank you. And you know, I want to talk to you really quick about six Hebrew words for thanksgiving or praise. Six Hebrew words. Because the first one that we see is the word uh, barach, and the word barach means the physical posture of kneeling. This, this, this leper comes, he's, he's now healed of leprosy, and this man comes and he bows, he barachs himself before Jesus, and then he falls on his face and he's like, Thank you, thank you. It's one of the things I love about Pastor Jan. Pastor Jan, every time we pray or he prays, he, he loves to just get on his knees. And, 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 you know, And sometimes I'm like, man, you're just being so spiritual. It is super spiritual. But you know what he's doing? He's barracking himself. He's saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See then, see, cause I'm more of a, the second word is halal, I'm more of a halal guy. Halal is loud, excited, boisterous, praising. I'm like, some people like, some of you that grew up, you kind of grew up Catholic or, uh, you know, you're kind of like, you know, you're know, just like, sovereign, holy God, I'm bowing. Then there's, there's guys like me that I'm just like, God, you're awesome, you're awesome. Halal, you know with the word hallelujah? Half of that word is halal. hallelujah. It's funny sometimes, and that's you loud, you're not like hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, I've seen I've seen you on TV at the Cardinals game when they win. You're like, hallelujah! They won! I mean now I'm not saying getting crazy, I'm just saying it's the heart. I'm excited to say thank you to you, God. Yes. I'm excited to boast about you. Yes. It's your good God. Barak. Thank you. Halal, you're awesome. Hallelujah, God. Then there's yada. Yada is what? Throwing up the hands. My wife loves to do that. She's a yada. She Throws her hands up. And I know sometimes people are like, man, those people just raise their hands too much. It's not about raising their hands. It's about they're thanking God. They're raising their hands in thanks and saying, God, I'm raising my hands because I love you. You know what your hands do? Your hands are are a reflection of what's in your heart. That's why I talk so much with my hands. It's a reflection of my heart. People are like, keep your hands on the side. I can't do it. I'm just excited about Jesus. I'm excited about you. I'm an extrovert. I love people. So when you go to, I love, shake, shake my hand. Some people were like, whoa. And they put their hand out. Your hands express. You see, if you're angry, you're like this. When I come to Jesus, I'm like this. I'm opening up my life because I know I need you. I'm so thankful for you. yada. Worship you. I raise my hands to you, God. I'm surrendering to you. So sometimes in praise and worship, Deandre will, Cindy will say, come on, lift your hands to God. Means what? Open your heart. Express thanksgiving. Genesis chapter 39, verse 35, once again, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to another son and she named him Judah. Judah means praise. And so she said, now I will praise yada is the word there, yada. Now I will yada the Lord. And then she stopped having children. Leah's story, and I can't teach this, it's a great story, but Leah married Jacob. Jacob really wanted to marry Rachel. But Laban said, no, 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 no tricked him and gave him his, his, his oldest daughter, Leah, the ugly one. And then Jacob worked another seven years and he got Rachel, the one he really wanted. But you know what, Leah in this moment, she's like, I'm in a loveless marriage, but God has blessed me with kids. And one of the last kids you have is Judah, which is praise. And she throws up her hands and says, God, I praise you, I yaddle you, because you've been so good to me. You've been so good to me. Barach, hello, yada. And then we have the fourth one, Tehila. Not tequila, tahila. <laughs> I know some of you are like, sounds a lot like, yeah. Tehila means what? To sing God's praises spontaneously. See, what is that? Tehila is just, I'm taking notice of God in my life yes. and I'm stopping and saying, I praise you. See, God doesn't just wanna be a Sunday praise. He loves it when you come to church and with the family, you praise him. But he loves it when you're sitting in traffic and there's a car wreck on the freeway and instead of you cussing and a fussing, you stop and you say, you know what? I have a moment right now. I can't move. I can't do nothing else. I'm just gonna get my tehealer on. I'm going to spontaneously begin to praise him. God, I'm so grateful. There's a reason. I don't understand what, but you know. I'm just going to begin to say thank you. Yeah. Instead of, all well, the government this, and the freeway this, and the Californians moving to Arizona this, and uh, yeah. let it go. Just praise him. Thank him. Taylor. Then we have Todai. Todai is sacrificial praise or thanksgiving. That means in the valley when I'm going through it. I don't complain to God, I praise God. God, I thank you. There are more for me than against me. I thank you that if God is for me, who or what can be against me? I thank you, God, that it's not by might nor power, but it's by your spirit that I'll see the victory. I thank you, God, that you're in control even though I don't feel like I am. You've got this, God. It's praise in the moment where God says, in your life, you gotta walk away from that or let that go or turn around. It's in that obedience that you say, God, this obedience is costing me. I feel it's not fun, God, but I I I dye you right now. I thank you, God. It's in the times of the valley and the hardship where we say, thank you, God. I'm not alone. You're with me. It's toda, And then there's Zamar. Zamar is praising God with musical instruments. Praising God. Psalm 57, verse 8 and 9. Wake up, my heart, wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among the people. I will sing your praises. Zamaz, and we have a whole worship team up here, and and they're playing string instruments and they're clashing on cymbals and they're doing all these things. What are they doing? Is they're lifting up the sound because God loves sound. And I know for some of us, that's difficult. You know, I I grew up in a Methodist church where there was a lady with an organ and a board with numbers. And you would take the hymn book out and you would look. (laughs) Number 181. And then off she would go on the organ. And I loved that. And I remember when we moved and I went to to the church when I was 16 and I went into this big church and they had, you know, drums and I was like, oh man. And then, but then you know what? I began to say, hey, God's on it. God's in it. It's lifting up God. And maybe you play the piano, maybe you play the guitar. I had somebody come in this Tuesday with a brand new guitar. So, Pastor, I have a song I want to sing to you. It's from one of your messages. He didn't know I was having a really hard day that day. He just sat there in of my office playing. Saying, This is from one of your messages. And you know what that song did to me in that moment? The presence of God hit me. What was he doing? He was Zamarin, thanking God and praising Him. And what did that do? It blessed me. Yes. So, we see these different positions of Barak. Halal. Yada. I lift my hands up. Tehillah, spontaneous. God, you're awesome. Thank you for that breakthrough. Thank you for that, God. Thank you. Thank you for my kids. I'm praying for them. Thank you, God. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you, God. Besties yet to come, God. There's things ahead of me, God. Thank you. Thank you. There's Todah. God, it's so hard right now to praise you, but I'm lifting up my head to you. Good God. And then there's Zamar. See, it's not... There's different expressions, but it's all about the heart. For some of you today, it's Barak. For some of you, it doesn't matter. Let's get our eyes off the way people express. Some people at church are going to jump up and down. Some are going to not raise their hands. But at the end of the day, this is the deal. It's all about the heart. It's all about thanksgiving to God. Let's not look around. Let's look up. God, you're worthy. Luke 19 is so interesting. Sorry, Luke 17, verse 19. See, the leper comes down. He falls on the ground. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. He's barucking. He's bowing down. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And then verse 19, and Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. You know, I've read that many times. But three years ago, Something clicked because as I was doing this in my life journal, I said, Lord, hang on. Did you do a half job when you healed him of leprosy? Because why did you tell him to stand up again? Stand up. You're healed. Your faith has healed you. But I thought Jesus healed him when he sent him off. And I stopped there and I said, well, did you do a half job? The other nine got the full job and he got the half job and he had to come back. Or what's the deal, Jesus? I don't understand. And then I went and studied the passage and took out concordances and Hebrew and just just went went and studied. What is the word saying here? The first time when he came, the 10, Jesus, master, have mercy. He noticed them, go show yourselves. And as they went, they were healed. The priest said, you're healed. Welcome back into society. Nine went and one came back and said, it's not okay, I need to to express thanksgiving to God. Thank you, thank you, God, thank you. Get up. Your faith has healed you. If you study the word healed there, it's the word whole. Jesus said to him, stand up. And go. Your faith has made you whole. See, in the first time he healed him of leprosy, the second time, because he was willing to offer thanksgiving and praise, God made him whole. Why? Because he was going to go back to a community in Samaria. He was a a Samaritan. He was a dog. He was going to go back. His whole life he was labeled. He wasn't just a dog, the lowest of the lowest. He was the lowest of the lowest, a dog, and he had leprosy. But now he was going to go back, no longer a leper, and there was all this emotional scarring and pain he had gone through, leprosy and being a Samaritan. But Jesus said, as you thank me for who I am in your life, guess what happened is your faith in me and your praise and your thanksgiving guess what? I'm going to make you whole see there's so many of us Christians that we run to Jesus to fix the issue where really he's saying I don't just want to fix the issue I want to make you whole but the whole comes when we open our heart and begin to express thanksgiving. See, thanksgiving brings us to the place with God that we begin to understand who He is and what He's done in our life, and we begin to love out of wholeness. Because Jesus said in John ten verse ten, "I came to give you life, Zoe, God life, and overflowing." He didn't come just to fix problems. He came to make you whole, that you don't have to live with the scars of the past. You don't have to live with that defeated. Oh, well, we'll just wait to what happens next. No, you can live in relationship with God. That's what Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A couple of weeks ago, I told you in Ephesians 4, the renewing of the mind is not changing the thinking of the broken. The renewing of the mind is God opening your eyes to what he's done for you. the more I begin to thank you and invite you into my life, the more I barak you or halal or tahilo or todai or zamar, God, the more I, I just yada, throw my hands and surrender to you, God, the more I'm spontaneous in worshiping, you know what happens? The more you show me what you've done for me, the more I walk in wholeness, identity. I'm a child of God. I'll give you three reasons really quick on why we should express. Just three simple reasons today I want you to reflect on that, we sh- that should cause us, stir us to wanna thank you, God. Thank you, God. Number one, God cares about you. God cares about you. Psalm 16, verse 11, you make, me known, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with, your, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. God cares about you. He wants to fill your life with joy. He's got blessings. DeAndre sang about the blessings over your life. God wants to bless your life. He cares about you. But you know what? You've got to like the leper. Come to him. Thank you, God. Number two, God loves you. Romans chapter eight, for I'm convinced in verse 38 that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in creation were able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God loves you, my friend. God loves you. In, in Romans 8, the beginning, Paul talks about in hardships and trials and all these things we're going through. He, he closes up by saying, yes, the good news. God loves you. He'll never stop loving you. He's always gonna chase after you. He loves you so much. And nothing can separate from that love. All you gotta do is thank him for it. God cares about me. God loves me. And number three, God wants to be your God. That's what I love about the Old Testament when I read it over and over. The theme of the Old Testament, God keeps saying to Israel, I will be your God. You will be my people. And Israel's like, yay, and then guess what? They turn their backs on God and off they go and worship idols and chase after things and mess around and disobey God. And then they're like, God, we're so sorry. And he goes, I love you. I will be your God, you'll be my people. And then, boop, there we go again. And the cycle and the cycle and the bottom, the message I want you to get is this. God just wants to be your God. He loves you so much. He cares about you so much. He just wants you to be his people. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you care about me. Thank you, God, that you love me. Thank you that you want to be my God. Even though so many times I turn my back on you, you're still chasing me, God. Still love me. You know, so often uh, we don't feel righteous enough, holy enough, good enough to worship God. Sometimes we feel the shame, the guilt, the sin, the mistakes, the hurt, the pain we've caused in life, all the stuff we've been through, we just feel like, how can I say thank you to God? Pastor, if you know the stuff going on in my mind, the stuff in my heart right now, the stuff I did last night, if you know, who am I, who am I to say thank you to Him? Who am I to even come and lay before Him? Here's the answer, you're loved by God. That's who you are, you're loved by God. I going to let the team minister to us uh, with a special song.
1: Every single eye that tells me I will
0: God God invites us so many times we, we don't think we're good enough and God's trying to show us you're more than enough God's trying to show us I love you so much John 3 16 for God so loved the world you can take world out there and put your name in there For God so loved Charlton that he gave his one and only son that if Charlton would believe in him, receive eternal life. That's the gift. See, God invites us into a relationship and the best thing that we can do, thank you. Thank you for choosing me. Scripture says, I did not choose you, you God chose me in my brokenness, in my sin, my pain, my unbelief, my selfishness, my shame, my guilt. You chose me because you love me. At Mountain Park, one of our culture values is we are worshipers and worship is the position of the heart. God, Abarak, Allah, Todai, Tehillah, Hayada, Azamah, because you are so worthy. I pray over the next few weeks that you're going to take moments to stop. In fact, today, we're going to put out a challenge, a 25-day, 25-day challenge. And I know the first service, we, so many of these cards went out so quick that... Um, I'm hoping we have enough, but we're going to print more. But there's a 25-day challenge, 25 cards. I want you every day to take a card, and it's one, one stack per family, and there's space for you all to write, and then the back you can write. I want you every day, husband, wife, kids, whoever, just one thing, one thing that you're grateful for today, one thing that you want to say thank you for today. It's one thing, one thing. For 25 days, every day, I want you to write one thing you're grateful for. Then I want you to put it in a basket, put it in a jar. I know a kid's ministry, the kids are making these today. I'm so grateful for boxes. And uh, I think they said they got another 50 or so, 100 or so extra boxes for those of you that are empty nesters. If you want to go upstairs, they'll, they'll get you this box. But I want you to take the card and this is for 25 days. I just want you to stop and say, what's one thing today that I'm thankful for? And write it down and collect them. And at the end, I'm going to, end of each week or the end of the 25 days, go back and read the cards. What are you thankful for? Because thankfulness, I believe, opens our hearts to God's presence. Thankfulness opens our hearts to God's presence. Father, we love you. There's so much for us to say thank you to you about even for some of us today, we've been wondering. We admit that we are selfish. But the Bible says if we call on your name, we'll be saved. If we cry out to you, you forgive us. Your mercy is on you every morning. Great is your faithfulness, even in the midst of our lack of faithfulness. You're such a good God. Would you open our eyes? Would you speak to our hearts? We're just thankful for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're getting ready to, uh, the Ashes can go out and give cards, one per family. And so uh, just make sure if we run out, we will definitely have next week for you. Uh, we didn't expect that so many cards would go out in the first service with great attendance in the first service. And so uh, one per family. And so I want you to do that. But uh, we're getting ready right now to express our thankfulness to God through our giving. You know, our giving of our finances is one way that we say thank you to God. At Mountain Park Church, one of our culture values is we are generous. That means we realize how blessed we are, and we take that blessing to bless others. In fact, I'm so proud of, I said in the beginning, 75 people that went to Mexico. We got some photos that we'll put up of our team. They were generous with their time. Some of them took off work. They were generous with their finances to pay for their trip and go down there. They're generous with their talent. Three homes completed and three new houses started. And, uh, and we're generous, church. That's what we do. We're about changing lives. We're about making a difference and an impact because there's so many people that need to know that God loves them. That building right there is a church that Mountain Park, Pastor Greg went to one mission. One mission builds houses and said, you know what? We can't just build houses. We've got to build churches in communities where people can find Jesus. This is the first church that's been built out there, and Mountain Park was a big part of that So your generosity and your giving. God calls us to be generous. So I want to encourage you today. It's one of the ways we say thank you. And so you know the ways to give. You can text to give. There's an envelope in the seat pocket right in front of you. If you want to give that way today, there's drop boxes at the back as you leave out. Or you can give online, whatever the way it is. Uh, thank you for partnering with what we're doing here at Mountain Park Church. We're changing lives for Jesus, amen. Fathers, we give today, bless the seed that is given, the tithe, the offering. God, we thank you that we can give back to you. You've given us so much. Would you take this offering, God, and use it to touch many more lives? There's so many people here in Tuki, Chandler, Phoenix around the world to reach. So bless this offering now in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we get ready to give, remain seated. Take a look at church news.
2: Hey, Mountain Park fam. My name is Chris, and I serve on the Creative Worship Arts team. Our mission here at Mountain Park is to help people realize their role in God's story. Every role and story matters to God and to us. Are you new here? Welcome. We have a gift just for you. So if you're worshiping on site, be sure to stop by our New Here Start Here tent as you exit if you didn't do so on your way in. Worshiping online? Simply text COMCARD to 77411 to fill out our digital communications card and let us know you'd like us to mail you your gift. Have you purchased a life journal yet? What are you waiting for? This amazing resource for $12 is designed to help you learn from God's Word using the soap, scripture, observation, application, and prayer method. To purchase your Life Journal or NPC swag, stop by the White Marble Table after service today. Bundle up and make plans to continue to enjoy the cooler weather at Family Fun Night this Friday, November 11th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. here on site. These monthly events always include food, fun, and fellowship, with family being a focus. Go ahead, save the date, and be sure to register by visiting mountpart.org forward slash events. Our Operation Christmas Child 2022 campaign is nearing its end. Our goal for this year is to successfully pack 1,000 boxes. We've distributed 600 boxes already, but what good is that if they're not returned? So this week, be sure to drop off your boxes during the week or bring them next Sunday, November 13th, which is our deadline. To celebrate the end of an amazing campaign, be sure to join us for the OCC parking party at 11.45 a.m. This event is always a fun time that includes food, fun, and of course, shoe box packing. The thought that boys and girls are hearing the good news of the gospel, many for the first time, as they receive their shoeboxes, is incredible. All ages and groups are invited to join us next Sunday, November 13th at 1145 AM. To learn more, visit mountparkorg forward slash events. Looking for an additional opportunity to practice Thanksgiving this month? Serving with Family Promise is an amazing opportunity. Beginning Sunday, November 20th through Saturday, November 26th, Mountain Park has the privilege of hosting families on-site through Family Promise. One of our local outreach partners that provides homeless families with meals and a safe place to sleep. For the entire week, we are in need of volunteers to prepare meals and extend friendship to the parents and children of these families. If you'd like to be a part of this effort to help struggling families get back on their feet, head over to mountparkorg forward slash events to register to serve. Need prayer? If you're on site, stop by the prayer stations located in the back. And if you're online, simply text YES TO PRAYER to 77411. Our team would love to pray for you. Family, we're excited to begin our collective 25 days of gratitude challenge. Be sure to take your cards and be a part of the movement. We'll see you next Sunday at 9 or 10.30 a.m. as we observe communion and continue our gratitude series. Have a terrific week.